Hey guys, welcome back to ReCenter. Uh, my name is Zach. We are here talking about family membership and what that means at Center Church. Uh, these are the things we're committing to as a family. Um, they are the priorities that we're going to go after here at Center Church. And the staff and elders sat down and talked through some of these things. And today we're going to talk about commitment number four, which is church unity and why we as a family should value and pursue and be proactive in keeping unity amongst the body of Christ here in this family at Center Church. And so Mark, I just want to open it up. Uh, with asking a question of you, why is the unity within the church so important for the life of a church? Yeah, well, I mean, first off, uh, the idea is that our unity is a core part of our witness to the world and, and uh, in a sense, kind of the credibility of our message as, as we present a different way of life, a better way of life. If we are not a united people amidst our diversity, hmm. uh, then we're not really going to be too inviting or engaging or welcoming uh, or credible to, yeah. to people outside the church. And sadly, when you look back at 2020, it wasn't just a divisive time for the culture at large, uh, but there were sadly a ton of churches that died in 2020 and, and early 2021. And many churches, whether it be the realities of COVID and different opinions on masks and vaccines, or even up to uh, the political situation and, and uh, the campaign last year, so many pastors have shared how they realized through the divisiveness of 2020 that their church was not united around the core that they were not truly united as a people, but there were camps that cared more what, insert whatever news station you want to insert here, they cared more about what that station said or what that platform said or that magazine or newspaper, and they were more discipled in the thought process mm. of MSNBC or Fox News or whatever it was, and the church broke apart um, or died or just limped along. And so um, in, in one sense, why it's so important is because of the negative, right? We could fall apart as a church, but yeah. I don't want us to stress this because of oh, we don't want to, we don't want to just hold it together. Yeah, this isn't like let's avoid the bad stuff. This is an invitation to something better. So this um, isn't like mom and dad stick together for the kids. This is like <laughs> we're actually going after kingdom diversity, as we've talked about, yeah, and holding that together in unity in Christ. Because yep. with that, it's kind of like I think of it like a good recipe. Like the more various ingredients you mm. have, the more full and rich the flavor. Yeah. Like if we just used the same thing in the recipe, it gets boring and bland and it's, one, yeah. you know, it's only one way. And so I think there's, yeah, I think it's really cool uh, that in our early formation at Center Church, like kingdom diversity became such a phrase around our church formation, Yeah, going after diversity in every way and within the diversity, celebrating it and bringing unity, Yeah, right? The key being that that's in Jesus. Right. And that's the same. We all came in through the same gate Yep, and we all uh, surrender to the same Lord. Mm -hmm. And so... That should keep us all unified, even if we disagree on things. Yeah. Well, and, and that's even like what you just mentioned about the idea of kingdom diversity. Uh, one thing we want to stress with this as we talk about developing unity for this commitment. Yeah. That does not mean just like uniformity, where everybody thinks the same. Yes. And, I mean, even back to your image of like cooking food and the more seasonings you have, the, the fuller the taste. This is not saying we're only using vanilla or we're only using salt and that's and everybody has to be the same like there there there's going to be in a healthy church different opinions and thoughts and experiences and that's why uh, this is not about everybody has to think the exact same on everything of right. course there's the close-handed issues, right? Jesus is fully divine, fully human, uh, salvation through Christ alone. Uh, but then beyond those core issues, there's so much uh, opportunity for yeah. diversity within the life of the church. And, and that's why just even, you know, I'll read the, the definition for what this uh, commitment is. You'll, you'll see that part for us. This isn't about everybody being the same, but being united amidst our diversity. 
So here is the summary statement for this fourth commitment, uh, relational commitment within um, the family membership. Uh, Number four, Develop Unity says this, I will proactively work for unity amidst the kingdom diversity of Center Church, amidst the cultural, income, ethnic, political, age, and other differences of this church family. I will cultivate unity through my words, attitudes, and actions. Uh, So actually, Zach, I'm going to flip the script here. Uh, You're the one asking the questions. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, As I read that, what what stood out to you? What caught your eye as you heard all that? Uh, I think just that the diversity is about everything, like age, income, um, upbringing. Uh, I was even thinking like, you know, unchurched versus church meeting in our church. Um, You're going to have the tension of like people who grew up in the church and are, you know, kind of schooled in Christian thought and Christian culture. Yeah. And those who are new, because we're hoping to be a healthy church that is continually bringing new people into the kingdom. Hoping to be. Yeah. We're pursuing (laughs) and going after (laughs) that. Um, And so... Then you're going to have that clash there of like a worldview mm, yeah. that was raised thinking certain things are you know normal. And I think the the thing that stood out to me is um, I'm going to cultivate unity through my words, attitudes, and actions. And I've seen this I think um, matured in this in my own family. Like we usually are very opinionated us Whitfields. Really? <clears throat> yeah, believe it. I know it's hard to imagine. <laughs> we get together at the table, and my mom always jokes like, "You guys are always like arguing and yelling, and you're and like we say, no, mom, mom, we're really passionate about what we're saying.' And so mm. there's like a uh, it's an excitement, almost like we're preaching at each other, but nobody's really listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think some of family life like that line right there? So we've we've gotten better. Like when we sit down and we disagree on something, then we just say, "All right, let's let's do this." What do you think? What I think, all right, let's go to scripture and see what it says. And let's try and find common ground where we do agree. Yeah. Um, and where we still disagree, we'll just have to find out, like figure out how to keep unity and, yeah. you know, and continue this dialogue. Like don't stop and say we disagree, but continue right. the dialogue. And it should push us into uh, um, wrestling with Jesus, wrestling mm-hmm. with his teachings, wrestling with his ways. Like, all right, Lord, humbly, I come to this and I say, I'm different than this person and I see the world differently. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not assuming I'm right. I'm not assuming they're right. I'm mm-hmm. saying you're right. And so help us find that middle ground yeah. uh, and live in the tension of right now we disagree, but we know we're family. And so yeah. like we've kind of, I think that might be part of what we're talking about here is bringing all of those disagreements and differences, celebrating the differences that are that are gospel and the ones that aren't, yeah. surrendering those to Jesus mm-hmm. and his teachings, and then coming, both of us moving towards each other. Uh, to find common ground, yeah, and ultimately elevating his way, you know, and that's a really good distinction that you even just drew out about, like as we come together, whatever distinctions there are that are faithful to the gospel, we celebrate those absolutely, and yeah. then even you, you continued and said whatever is diverse but isn't faithful to the gospel, we can we lay those down at right. Jesus's feet, right? And so even within that, and this wasn't a thought I initially had, but diversity. Uh, does not necessarily mean affirmation of everything right. and every element and everyone, right? right? Like we're all bringing our lives in under submission to King Jesus. Right. And that's the unity. Yep, the, exactly. The unity is under King Jesus. Yep. And that's what, you know, the more I think about it, like that's the beauty of the early church. And I've, I've been um, geeking out the last two years just reading on like early church history. Um, and that's actually was one of the most powerful things of what the early church, how they developed and matured and, yeah. and grew. And not just about numerically grew, but like grew in health and yeah. matured. Um, and I mean, when you looked at the early church, they were so countercultural in, in the way that they lived together. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, in the Roman Empire, I mean, the world was very, very stratified. Like you, the wealthy were up here and the poor were down there. Uh, the people who were citizens were over here and the people who weren't Roman citizens were over there. And it was a very exclusionary culture. 
And uh, in the church, it was like the only place in that Roman world. I mean, the wealthy and the poor sat at the same table. Yeah. I mean, you had church contexts where you had, uh, I mean, like literally slaves right. were church leaders in authority over powerful, influential people in the church who were in Roman government, right. but the slave was a leader in the church who right. was in authority over them. And you just saw this diversity where men and women sat together at the table in a way that wasn't normal um, in that culture. Women yeah. were honored in a way that they weren't in culture yeah. at large. And so the unity of the church was so confusing to the world. Right. It, it was so countercultural. It caught them off guard, but their unity amidst diversity is what eventually right. won them such a platform. Right, and and we think about like when you're talking about the early church, what we have in the Book of Acts is what when they get confused because there's multiple times where they have like, okay, hold on, yeah, I thought it was this way, but now yeah. God's showing us it's not; it's right. this way, right? And so, like, what would they do? How would they figure out if this, uh, like, what was the right place to unify, right? And yeah. so they often would meet together, pray, and then listen for the Holy mm. Spirit, right? And like, yeah. so many times, um, it is shown that like the Holy Spirit is the one leading this unity, and like. He is the common thing within all of us, right? Yeah. Like we're all vessels of him. Uh, it's We're all under King Jesus. And so like the family identity, well, one, this is a family, uh, center church family membership, yeah. but the family identity in the family of God is kind of like that thing is, is trumping or greater than all mm. of these other things that maybe we don't agree on. So yeah. I think it's just important to remember that aspect that, uh, what was that verse we were reading in Colossians? It says, let the peace of the king reign within your heart yep. and reign and rule right over yep. all else. Bring you together in peace. Let mm -hmm. that peace reign and rule over your heart above all else. So yeah. that trumps or beats any any disagreement that the yep. peace of the king mm -hmm. would be ruling in our hearts towards each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a challenge because that sure is not easy. No. And uh, you know, even in my life, I found that there's been periods where I, I have felt like the peace of Christ was ruling in my heart. And then a month later, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. A week later, it wasn't, you know? But that's why even in the last sentence of this commitment, um, why we phrase it that way, where we say, I will cultivate unity through my words, attitudes, and actions. And we chose that word image specifically, I will cultivate yeah. unity, because we wanted it to be this image of being proactive, like mm. working for it. Uh, for anyone who's a gardener, uh, you know you, you have to cultivate the soil. You have to rip up the weeds. You have to plant, nour nourish, and everything. Prune. Prune, exactly. Yeah, there's so much cultivation. There, there's work. And unity will not just accidentally happen here. Yeah. Uh, unity will not, um, we won't stumble into it. We will have to proactively work and mm -hmm. cultivate. And so that's why even, like, we, we don't want people just to think, um, I I won't gossip or yeah. I won't say bad things about the the other whatever it is. Right. Uh, it's not just avoiding gossip and the negative stuff. It's also we need you to proactively cultivate unity and right. listen to someone else who's different than you or right. whatever it is. And so uh, this is not something that like we'll ever arrive at. We we will always need to be growing in right. cultivation of this unity. So uh, buckle your seatbelts because <laughs> yeah. this will never end. Essentially, right. it'll be a lot of work and uh, it's going to be a process of discipleship and pruning of our own hearts. Like I think that is. Something that's so key when we engage in relationship with other people in the in the family of God or anywhere that we walk in with humility, right? And we listen, like you said, and then we're like we're listening and we're weighing what's being said. Because a lot of times I'll find people that love Jesus that think totally differently than me. I'm like, I know you love Jesus, so I don't know how you draw these conclusions. Like someone who thinks differently than you, Zach Whitfield, is just wrong. They're out there, <laughs> they're right? Out there. I'm the one who is a normal <laughs> thinking human being. They're the ones that. 
Well, that's kind of, I mean, we're joking, but that's the way people think. Like, the way I think is the right way. And the way they all think is kind of like, you know, maybe one day they'll get on my level. But um, but I think that's where we need humility when we come into this. As we cultivate, you know, we need to recognize that the weeds in this unity thing sometimes reside in our hearts, not in other people's hearts. Mm, So we need to be working on that. So I love this. I love pursuing and being proactive in unity and a unity that doesn't go after all being the same for the sake of unity, but celebrating the diversity of the body of Christ and unifying under Christ is going to be, like you said, a witness to the world. Um, and and ha- we're going to have a beautiful family. We're going to have a family that's full and diverse and uh, all bows the knee to King Jesus together. So, Amen. Awesome. Well, guys, that's priority number four, develop unity. Um, join us next episode as we're going to dive into the fifth priority. Uh, and keep following along. Again, the link to the actual video teachings and the commitment will be in the show notes. This is the why behind each thing, but that is the what. So you're going to want to go check those out and take those uh, family membership course and uh, commit to it. It's a pathway, right, Mark? Correct. Yes. Not a course. It's a pathway, guys. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference. So (laughs) go on the pathway. All right, guys, join us next episode.